you know, we were traveling around the world. I'm a mountain guide background and Dan was, you know, in the hunting industry, you know, traveling around guiding as well. And so we both, you know, were really trying to, you know, look at the amount of gear that we were bringing on these trips that we were going on. And we realized that we're taking a duffel bag for the just in case. And so how do we eliminate the just in case and just make it the all the time pieces? We've said no to uh, the big boxes, essentially. You know, we believe that stifles innovation because then you start chasing volume. Our philosophy of Warmy is not to, you know, grow at size. Our goal is to keep Warmy nimble, fast, cutting edge, and to validate and accelerate new technologies. So then we'll license that technology to market leaders. This is the ProCo 360 podcast. I'm Dave Tabor hosting ProCo 360 because I love Colorado and I love getting to know Colorado's entrepreneurs. Today's episode is with Dan and Dustin English, founders of Vormi, a Pagosa Springs-based new and fast-growing brand of outdoor clothing. In fact, Vormi claims to have the world's most advanced performance textiles. I don't doubt that claim. I do want to talk about that, though, and we will. As I make this introduction, I'm wearing a new product sent to me by Vormi. And, you know, they wanted me to check it out. And I will say this vest is very interesting. The fabric looks and feels different. So we're going to talk about the world's most advanced performance textiles. And we're going to talk lots about how textiles are invented, how new products get to market, and how to build a brand against all the huge and notable players in this huge outdoor space. So, Dan, Dustin, glad to have this talk on ProCo 360. Thank you, Dave. It's nice to be here. Yeah, thanks, Dave. It's like to be here and chat with you today about Vormi. Yeah, and to be clear, Dan's the founder, Dustin's the son. You guys live and get along wonderfully together in this wonderful Vormi world, right? <laughs> well, that may be two different answers, you know, from my <laughs> point of view. It's uh, Dustin you know, joined us right after we founded the company, so we consider him one of the early founders as well. And from a father point of view, it's a blessing to have a chance to work, you know, with your kids and in a professional environment and try to share, you know, years of experience along. And then he tries to make me relevant in today's world. So <laughs> it's a good combination. Yes. You know, I, I would think that, and you guys mentioned that you're the main internet connection in Pagosa Springs is down today. So now you're connecting via satellite. Good thing Dustin was there to make that switch for you. <laughs> that so, is true. Those things aside, Dan, I gave a quick overview of Vormi. Why don't you give us a better one? Yeah, I appreciate that. You know, we look at Vormi as a technology company and our goal is to build textiles that enrich the human experience. Now, we represent that vision through a clothing point of view. And we make apparel uh, for people to use in the outdoors. And uh, we have clothing from next to skin, super lightweight performance products, all the way to some of the warmest parkas in the world. Our construction, the reason why we think we are making the most advanced textiles is we're able to put functional substrates inside a textile without glue. And why is that interesting or different? You know, it's funny. We think about this convergence of textiles and technology. I spent a lifetime in the tech world, almost 30 years uh, in some of the big, the giant tech companies as we know it today. When I left that world, 
it was all about you know driving convergence of textiles and technology. We think about what we do around us, you know, from clothes, transportation, uh, communication, everything has changed except for our clothes. And we believe the opportunity to bring functional clothing to the market. You know, I still don't understand what's different. Like explain when you talk about better tech in fabric or better technology applied in fabric, that's what Gore-Tex says, of course, they're, you know, they don't actually sell the, well, they do sell their own product, but you know, that's what they all say. So what actually is it about yours at Vormi that makes it different? Yeah, I appreciate that question. In fact, you mentioned Gore-Tex. Let's take Gore-Tex. Because a lot of people believe they are the leader in lamination strategy, right? And to make better rainproof, et cetera. You know, I'd ask the audience, it's like, when do you think lamination, arguably the most advanced technology in apparel today, when was that invented? That was invented in 1824, hmm. 1824. And we're still using lamination. That, and that lamination is when you glue fabrics together, you know, for windproof, waterproof. Our unique technology allows us to put functional substrates like a film or other things inside a knit while the textile is being created. No glue. So there's significant benefits from mm -hmm. a mental point of view. But also, it's breathable, it's comfortable. You wore huh. that vest, I have that vest on all day. Most of us, if we wore a three-layer laminate jacket, I mean, none of us wake up every morning thinking, please, let me put my three-layer laminate jacket on and sit in my office all day. That's just not, no one wants that level of uncomfortability. Our piece, you can wear our core construction, a replacement for lamination inside or outside all day long. Wow. All right. We're going to talk a little bit more about how that's created in a minute. You know, my question though has to do with, I don't know if there's a short answer to this, but I'd like one, like do customers know the difference when they're buying it or do they have to be customers and use it before they can really tell the difference? Both actually, you know, we do have to sell and educate customers more about the benefit of our technology and showcase. And once they buy one, the repurchase rate is, I've been told, is some of the highest in the industry. So wow. once you have your first piece yeah. of Vormi and you wear it outside, the level of surprise and just absolutely astonishment of the performance and the durability of our product is mind-boggling. Performance really, when you're talking about performance about your coats and outdoor wear is basically keeping you warm without making you hot, keeping you dry, right? You know, we look at it as, you know, really a, you know, 98% of the time piece, right? And so you want to be able to wear it, you know, 98% of the time, unless you're in the eye of Hurricane Katrina, you know, which we're working on some stuff to counter that. But it's really, uh, you know, you can wear it, whether you're on Denali, you're on the Grand Canyon, you know, you're in the office. I wear the same set of clothing, you know, throughout all those activities. Really? So what kind of temperature range? You're talking, Dustin, like from like 10 degrees to 90 degrees, you're talking about wearing, being able to wear some of the same product? Yeah, 100%, the same kit, and which is sort of the genesis on why we really founded Vormi was, 
you know, we were traveling around the world. I'm as a mountain guide background and, and Dan was, you know, uh, in the hunting industry, you know, traveling around guiding as well. And so we both, you know, were really trying to, you know, look at the amount of gear that we were bringing on these trips that we were going on. Mm. And we realized that we're taking a duffel bag for the just in case. Yeah. And so how do we eliminate the just in case and just make it the all the time pieces? And so that's what really founded a you know genesis on on creating a better product and a more technical product that can really you know broad the spectrum on everything we do you know and a lot of we look at you know pagosa springs as an example and a lot of people in small mountain towns they really follow the water throughout the year and so you know the winter is just ended where you have all the ski patrollers and, and professional you know winter people that are you know working and living and they're wearing the same set of warming gear as the water melts, you know, all of a sudden they pick up their raft guide, you know, season. Now they're guiding on the Grand Canyon and they're still wearing the same river run hoodie that they skied in all summer or all winter, you know, just because of the versatility and the comfort that they're wow. able to do that with. That's super cool. Yeah. As the water resides into the fall, now all of a sudden they're, you know, filling the freezers, whether it be fish or, you know, subsistence type of lifestyle, you know. Uh, shooting the animals around here. And then, you know, as the winter freezes again, then they're back skiing again mm. with the same set of clothing that they've used all year round. And and there's really not much out there, you know, today that can really cross the gamut that we're able to do. You know, I've often laughed about what I think is sort of the aspirational nature of outdoor gear. You know, I say in my own mind, probably 95% of Gore-Tex has never been wet. You know, I mean, people buy stuff because it looks cool, you know, it feels cool to own it. And, you know, I may buy gear that will let me climb Denali, but never actually leave, you know, Littleton. Sure. Uh, but it feels good. Yeah. So is your core customer someone who's actually using your gear the way you just described, or are you still selling a lot of it for fashion? I mean, there, there's all the above. I think, I mean, our core set and the, the set that we really, really go after is the, you know, the, the professional users, the folks that are, um, you know, we always think that, you know, we're never going to out North Face or out Everest, some of the big brands there, right? But what we can do and what we are is we're on, you know, the support crews that make those guys successful. Mm. And they're the ones that are, you know, doing a lot of the work behind there, the support. And that's where, you know, the Vormi products really shine due to the durability and the versatility of them. That's cool because let's face it, they're probably twice as expensive as mm, average priced gear, something like that. I'd guess. Yeah, our, our products are premium and, you know, they're used with our patented technologies and they are premium product. I think as we drive innovation, if you look across industries, emerging brands are the ones that drive breakthrough innovations. Rarely, rarely do the big brands drive innovation because they're too busy protecting their existing revenue vectors. Mm -hmm. You know, Warmy, we believe is really built to be an industry uh, changer and developer with functional textiles. Yeah. Now let's talk about the textiles because that really is at the core of your product. And uh, of course there's assembly and that kind of thing too, but ultimately it, it starts with these advanced fabrics. So we talked about this briefly, but did you invent them? Did you partner with somebody to invent them? To what extent are they Vormi specific and exclusive to Vormi? Talk about those things. All the fabrics you see on our in our apparel products are unique to Bormi, everyone. And so we have an engineering team, we have a lab, we do all kinds of things. Obviously, we partner with different textile mills to go actually make our creation. But every single one of our products is unique to Bormi. 
Yeah, I'm, I don't know if you can see me while you're talking. I'm kind of rubbing myself, the vest and the other fabric, the sort of least like, but it's not. It's a different fabric. So you create them, but then you have to go overseas probably to have people produce it. I mean, what do you do about protecting the intellectual property of that? I mean, they could counterfeit it and you'd be in trouble. Yeah, well, intellectual property is really important to us. So we've taken great, uh, great strides to protect our own IP. Uh, of which we've, you know, we own two small factories in the U.S. Mm. Uh, we work with many, many other factories in the U.S. We have almost been exclusively focused on U.S. manufacturing. Is that because of IP protectability? Because of IP and the speed of innovation, our ability mm -hmm. to, you know, make, you know, design things this year and sell them this year. Uh, now, as we expand, you know, we find ourselves selling into 55 different countries around the world today. Hmm. And so we are expanding some manufacturing capability in other parts of the world with our fabric. Meaning that your fabric comes from the U.S., but you're assembling elsewhere? Yes. Yeah, so today, all of our fabric will come from the U.S. Moving forward, we have worked with some other fabric mills in other parts of the country or world to use our technology. And you'll see us... Not only are we doubling our U.S. capacity manufacturing and commitment to the U.S. manufacturing, but we're also augmenting um, additional production capacity in other parts yeah. of the world. So let's take a quick break. You're listening to Proco 360, named Best Colorado Business Podcast in 2021 and 2022. I'm your host, Dave Tabor. This is the podcast featuring entrepreneurs who could be successful anywhere and choose Colorado, in this case, Pagosa Springs. So my guests today are Dan and Dustin English, founders of Vormi. I want to thank our sponsors, Kinsley Meetings. And Kinsley Meetings has been Proco 360's longest running sponsor. Really appreciate them. Also, Via Technologies, who Post Proco 360 and their great team. Uh, I mean, it's a pretty data-heavy site, and they keep it running. They help me with all kinds of stuff. So appreciate the guys at Via Technologies. Also, Colorado Biz Magazine. Our partnership with them is one of building our audiences together. Please go to Proco360.com and check out the sponsors. So back to, um, looks like, Dustin, you've been leaning in. Do you have something to add about the technology and application? You know, it's really an exciting time. I think, you know, as we you know, as I mentioned, I come from, you know, a mountain guide background and, and, you know, grew up, we grew up in the front range. It's always outdoors was ingrained in us. And, you know, I've been wearing different polyester fleeces and wool blends for, you know, for my entire life. And then, you know, working in a professional setting and trying these in some of the harshest environments, you know, in the world from the North to South pole. And, uh, and then looking at what we're developing, you know, all the way from, from an end user fabric point of view, very differently than how, you know, a lot of the other brands, you know, innovate and develop product. Whereas we actually develop, you know, a textile and then develop, you know, styles off of that textile that can fit, you know, an, a, a use yeah. case from there. And uh, so it's really, you know, exciting from especially an end user point of view to really engineer these garments from, you know, the, te the, the fiber to the textile to the construction, you know, and all in new ways to allow it to perform in ways that it never has. Yeah. Well, let me ask you this question, Dustin, because, you know, you're probably more fashion oriented than I am, but, you know, as you think about your buyer, obviously, you know, you're really committed to, to building a product that's great in the field that sure. works effectively. You know, today's buyer wants that. And they also want something that looks good, fits well and all that. Right. So when you're designing something new, you know, on that continuum, where are you, where do you, you know, where do you tend to lean your focus? 
Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, we always design with, you know, function over fashion to some sense, you know, we don't really do anything, you know, gimmicky, everything has a purpose and, and, uh, and very, you know, functional driven, but at the end of the day, you know, like so many of us, we, you know, ski at the end of the day and then, you know, go to dinner at night or whatever the case may be. Yeah. And so we really, you know, wanted to spread the gamut and, uh, and we have, you know, a lot of folks that, you know, in the Denver and other Metro areas that are, you know, buying our stuff because it does look classy. They can wear it over a collared shirt and still, still have that sort of badge of outdoor on them while they're, you know, in their law firm or whatever they're doing. Yeah. That's a cool phrase. Yeah. Badge of outdoor. That's, mm -hmm. you know, I use that term aspirational badge of outdoor. That's a cool, that's a cool way to put it. Yeah. It's both, I suppose, but I guess it's a balance, but not really. I mean, you have to do both. I think you just have to do both in today's world. Right. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, when I was guiding on Denali, I'd always tell my clients, you know, at the end of it, it's really all about how you look. If you look <laughs> miserable, if you feel miserable, then like every, you're just going to be miserable. And so like, if you look great, you know, with how you comprise yourself, whether that be you're, you know, not dehydrated, you're not sunburned, but also with the clothing that you wear, you know, just, it just shines all the way through in everything you do. And, uh, and so we really kind of take the same stance in what we do today. I think that's a fair and, and workable approach. It sounds like now I want to back up just a little bit without getting into too much detail. I really am interested though, in, you know, how a little firm in Pagosa Springs is leading the technological changes in fabric. So how are you leaning into those and developing new new fabrics, new textiles? Well, we're, we're fortunate to have a really strong engineering team and we don't subscribe to any of the existing rules. In fact, our technology division is called SWNR Technologies, and that stands for Starting With New Rules. And so we always kind of stiff arm anybody that says you can't do that because this is how it's always been done. And and I think that um, our team is very focused on changing the world and it takes a unique personality and kind of a common DNA throughout from top to bottom throughout the organization. And that's what we're focused on. Yeah. So what, you know, I don't know anything about fabrics. What would somebody who knows about fabric say, this is how you have to do it. And someone who subscribes to, you know, don't stick to the rules. Like, what did you blow off about the way it used to be done to do it better? Well, I think, you know, today's world with fast fashion, which by the way, results in 82 million pounds of, of trash every year with, you know, and three fourths of clothes that are made or put in the trash the fast fashion is poison to the industry and the mm. big brands tend to chase, you know, the economics of that. Uh, innovation is defined as the next color of blue. And, we're, and <laughs> we, have for, we've, we have like, you know, we don't subscribe to that. We don't look at economics. We build the most functional, advanced mm. functionality possible. And then we deal with the, the costing later, but our goal is to build the most advanced textiles mm -hmm. today Textiles and apparel is single focused. Think about it for a minute. Name me something else in your life that is single fo focused. Everything is multidimensional. So our clothes should be smart. They should be able to be warm when you are cool. They should be able to keep you dry if it starts raining. They should be able to allow you to breathe more if it's warm. And today that's not. And so our goal is to build very dynamic hmm. clothing in the future. You know, and it seems like there's always 
a niche, a piece of the market that's willing and able to spend the most money for the best product. And, you know, it seems like most interesting companies these days are starting at the high end because they can spend a ton of money on R&D and recover it in price. Am I missing something? Or is that kind of the way it works in this area? I don't know if it's a price game. I think the premium products, people like the unique experience. They don't want to be part of the sea of sameness yeah, that's yeah. going on today, right? Yeah. I always wonder about big brands like Spider and others that are, are now in Costco now or Orvis that are now in Costco. And I'm like, hmm. I guess if you get big enough and you got to keep growing, that's what you do. But, you know, do you ever see Vormi in Costco? No, no. We've said no to uh, the big boxes, essentially. You know, we believe that stifles innovation because then you start chasing volume and yeah, you cut margins and you're not able to innovate, which is representative of the examples I gave earlier yeah. of why the apparel and textile industry have made very, very minor, minor uh, gains over the last 150 years. Yeah. Now here's another question for both of you. And that is, you know, some brands that have really superior attributes are being built into bigger brands like Boa, like Gore-Tex. And there's an interesting cohabitation dance that happens among those brands. Do you ever see Vormi licensing its fabric? You bet. We have an entire ingredient brand strategy that we're launching this year. Hmm. And we're working with very large brands outside of the apparel industry as well, from window coverings to automotive industries to industrial filtration, uh, that our technology is applicable in different industries. So that's interesting. Yeah, you'll see us license unique technologies to different industries uh, this year. Well, I could imagine, you know, sitting on car seats that were much more comfortable and resilient. I could see all kinds. That's very interesting. And thanks for sharing that. Yeah. When you think about the EV market, you know, besides power, that one of the top issues they have is acoustics, the road noise. Mm. And, you know, and the challenge is as you add more acoustic, you add more weight. Sure. And so, you know, so we potentially have, uh, have an alternate solution that addresses that problem. That's super cool. All right. I want to shift gears a bit back. I got ahead of myself with that other question around other applications, but I am really intrigued by that notion because it would be interesting. I don't know uh, if somebody's going to not buy a Tesla, they'll end up buying a Vormi car the way they buy Boa <laughs> boots. And I know that's a very awkward dance for brands, but all right, back to, I want, I want to go back to Dustin because I love your branding. And Dustin, you mentioned that you actually take a lot of the pictures, but so much of marketing a high quality product is around branding, around imagery. The website you guys have is beautiful. You know, it's a fun, it's a fun project. I think, you know, as we started the brand, you know, we all and continue to wear a, a lot of different hats across the company. And and uh, you know, one, you know, need that we had when we started was, you know, content and product photography. And we tried a few different solutions and it would never was, you know, cost prohibitive or time prohibitive. You know, one thing that we really pride ourselves on is, you know, rapid iteration and rapid to market. And so being able to, you know, capture content in-house, whether that be, you know, studio photography for the website, you know, like I'm working on a new project uh, right behind me that'll be launching here in a couple of weeks. 
Uh, and then, you know, the speed to market to that and, um, and being able to, you know, have the headquarters here in Pagosa Springs surrounded by millions of acres of national forest, you know, really have a, a true proving ground and authentic, you know, playground one to test products. And then, you know, two to capture authentic content to help market it. Oh, I want to ask you another follow on question about that. In just a second. First, I want to remind listeners, this is Proco 360. I'm your host, Dave Tabor, and this is the podcast featuring entrepreneurs who could be successful anywhere and choose Colorado. This episode is with Dan and Dustin English, founders of Vormi. Go to Proco360.com to subscribe to the newsletter, read my blog, link to sponsors, and catch the books I'm listening to on Audible. So Dustin, following up on that, I really think your website is beautiful. I also think that every high-end outdoor brand has beautiful imagery on its website, beautiful display of their clothes in action. So when you think about building your website and the imagery and engaging with customers, do you worry about what the other ones are doing? Do you try to somehow be different? Yeah, I mean, I think you know we have a saying internally that it goes along with so many things that we you know we try and make competition irrelevant in everything we do, and so you know whether it be the products or our techno textile technologies that we're developing, you know, really really allows us to do that. But you know, same goes with with imaging. I mean, there's so many good photographers out there, and, and the bar for entry is getting you know lower mm, and lower as well, yeah. just with technology. And so it's uh, you know, sometimes you got to get, you know, unique, uh, and different attributes to do it. But I think, you know, with us and in, in any sort of passion sports, you know, as long as you're authentic in what you're doing, you know, you can make it happen. And, um, and so again, we have, you know, a unique team and, and audience and, and community here in Pagosa and our other office in Bozeman that, you know, allows us to really, you know, advantage that. Yeah. Hey, Dan, I'm interested in the, decisions around distribution because you're selling direct online. I know you've got now a second retail store. You've just opened up of your own, a Vormi store, and you're selling through other retailers that sell lots of brands. So how do you think about distribution and scaling distribution? Like how much you want to sell direct versus your own stores versus other brands? Uh, what, what's your thinking? Yeah. You know, we like to be as close to the consumer as possible. And we believe Speed to market is important, as Dustin has alluded to a couple of times. And, and so when we work with wholesale accounts or other channel accounts, as long as we can collaborate and work together to achieve speed to market, um, you know, we'll work closely together um, with that. Other than that, we're going to continue to develop our brand messaging direct. You know, Dustin yeah. mentioned about authenticity. We like to say, you know, with authenticity... Uh, with humility. And I think that the brand we sell in our retail locations and, and online, we try to represent that the best that we can. And then we work with the wholesalers that want to take the time to learn the product. You know, our mm -hmm. product is a little different. I mean, we're a premium brand, premium priced. Uh, we don't subscribe to the normal wholesale strategy, philosophy, selling model. And so some of the big wholesalers, some of the big box stores, you know, it's we we don't see eye to eye about yeah. how things look like tomorrow. It almost seems like you'd have to select retailers where they've got they're okay having their staff evangelize for you when they believe in you. Yeah. 
hundred percent. And that's been the most successful partners that we've had in that, in that space is the, you know, the staff of that, that retail store, they, you know, wear Varmi and believe in Varmi. It, it does very well. And, uh, and they're very excited about it. I was just going to comment that the wholesalers that work with us almost always our brand will lead their soft good margin category in a positive way. Hmm. So I could imagine, I mean, in, you know, niche sporting goods stores and resort communities or in others where, you know, people want to see what the staff is wearing, what the staff is using, right? Yeah. They're modeling your product, I would think. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. And that's, I mean, we have uh, you know, a lot of like outfitters and high-end lodges as well that we partner with. And it's the same thing. If they're, you know, being guided on something, it's the same as, you know, what the guys are wearing and what the outfits yeah. carrying and supporting, then, you know, they're psyched about it. Well, there's going to be in a year or two years or whatever, there's going to be the next Vormi out there saying that they're the best, right? And it's almost, the thing that intrigues me is as you grow, as Vormi grows, you know, I can think of a couple of other brands that, you know, maybe were the Vormis of their time five or 10 years ago, and then they get bigger and they're, they're maybe less intriguing. How do you, how do you manage that growth versus the sense of niche and intrigue intrigue around your products yeah our philosophy of warmy is not to you know grow to size our goal is to keep warmy nimble fast cutting edge and to uh validate and accelerate new technologies and then we'll license that technology to market leaders so warmy mm. you know warmy is going to stay fast and nimble and always introduce something new and cool and interesting yeah. far beyond the market so do you think then at some point you'll be less about Vormi direct selling Vormi product versus Vormi fabrics within other channels? Well, I think Vormi will remain, you know, the tip of the spear, if you will, because mm, yeah. it allows those other companies that we can validate and accelerate technology and mitigate risk mm -hmm. for their acceleration in the marketplace. So Vormi is going to maintain a very important role. It is going to grow. The demand for Vormi products is crazy. I mean, we're going to grow, yeah. you know, much larger this year than we did last year. Yeah. I, you just stifled back the numbers you were about to share, didn't you? <laughs> yeah. It's going to be a fun year, you know, but we're very focused on changing the world and the expectations with apparel. And that's fun to be able to represent that through Vormi. Now, what I hear you saying though, is an interesting strategy that Vormi will be the R&D at the front end. So you, all of the Vormi product that you sell going forward will continue to be, as you pointed out, the tip of the spear in fabric innovation, textile innovation. And maybe the just the prior piece is what is in a position to scale for bigger players to use your product. Yes. It's a page out of the tech industry, and that's where I came from. Well, what, how would you compare it? Well, the technology companies always try to obsolete yesterday's technology. And that's our philosophy, but we need a brand to, to bring it to market faster. And that's mm. what Vormi will do. That's interesting. That's a very interesting strategy. And, you know, Dustin, do you have your own spin on that as a guy, uh, you know, one generation uh, <laughs> younger? Uh, do you see it differently? No, it's exactly that. I mean, I think, you know, things that that we're going to be releasing here in the next you know year and, and two or three years will certainly be you know, cutting edge when it comes to, you know, textiles that are out there, even outside of the apparel space. And, uh, and, and it's fun to have those on the Vormi brand and kind of gain, you know, proof of concept and market acceptance and really dry run it. And then, uh, you know, yeah. 
That's a brilliant, seemingly a brilliant strategy. I was, I cut myself up because I, we haven't seen it fully work yet, but it sounds like it's going great. Hey, uh, by the way, let me ask you, because this is a Colorado focused podcast. Uh, how is being in Pagosa Springs, Colorado working for you versus anywhere else you might've been? You know, we love Colorado. We started here and, and we had an old saying, sometimes you want to see the world differently yet. You have to get out of the neighborhood. So we decided a remote location. It makes it difficult to travel, no doubt. And we have yeah. connectivity issues. We have small mountain town issues from a from a business point of view. But you know what? At the end of the day, we wake up in Pagosa Springs and we're sur- surrounded with 2 million acres of national forest and we can play and we can shoot content immediately. And it's a great place, but it has challenges as any remote location would have yeah. to establish a global business. Uh, but it's it's great. And we've been blessed. Colorado has embraced us since our launch and we've won uh, several different awards in Colorado. We've been recognized and, and our fans, our customers in, in, in Colorado are fantastic. Yeah. I've heard that if you go to a Vormi store, there may or may not even be any product for you to buy <laughs> in Pagosa Springs. That's, that'll change this year. Oh, okay. All right. Now, you know, Dustin, as you look at, at your dad doing what he's doing, starting the company and then you joining in, what do you make of that? And do you see things differently in the trajectory and, you know, how you would do the next 10 years, your dad got it started, but you're next. Yeah. Uh, not necessarily. No, I think, I think if anything, I think we're all just trying to keep up. Um, (laughs) and, and so I think, uh, you know, as, as sort of, you know, blazing the trail and really, you know, developing new things that have never been done before. I think, you know, we're, yeah, but what angle do you take that's different from your dad's? Like what perspective do you bring your dad's like, yeah, okay, you're right. Yeah, <laughs> it's a good question. I think, you know, we are very similar minded in some sense. I think uh, just being more maybe day to day and informing stuff, maybe I am a bit more, uh, you know, realist on some things or or that, you know, but on the end of the day, it, it usually fits out that, well, you know, if we we just need to do it and then we need to go big and we need to change the world and this is what we're going to do and and we all you know 100% believe in the mission of the brand and what we're doing and and that's what we're doing and it's been a fun ride for sure so dan what does dustin just not get cuz he's too young to understand <laughs> he doesn't have enough life experience well you know there's definitely a generational work philosophy across you know kind of my age and the 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 30 somethings uh, but you know what they uh, what they bring to the table, what Dustin brings to the table. I mean, not only is he a very gifted outdoors person in a lot of different ways, he's a very technical person. So the ability to manipulate and talk through social media channels is something I have no skill and no desire to go do. <laughs> and and he and his team they they do a great job with that. And and then also you know there's times style wise, you know. I like things a little bit more comfortable and, you know, the, the younger generation likes things a lot more fitted. And so I think, again, to my earlier comments, he makes things a lot more relevant than perhaps I would when it comes to styles and communication. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Dustin, what's something you taught your dad in the last six months that he really needed to learn? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think, uh, 
I mean, it's funny, as we mentioned, all the different, you know, video conferencing platforms these days, I think just keeping, you know, the right, the right mics connected and and just keeping <laughs> him, keeping him humming and charging forward is, yeah. is, uh, you know, full-time job as, as the guy that wears the IT hat in the business as well. So, <laughs> yeah. So last question for you guys has to do with, uh, you know, you've already talked quite a bit about where Vormi might be going, but is there something I didn't ask you about sort of what we should expect to see out of Vormi in the next few years? You know, we're going to, you'll see us continue to expand in some unique product offerings uh, that we haven't had uh, previously. So those will be unique and interesting. Uh, we do have another location up in Montana. You will likely see us expand into some new physical locations around the world uh, very strategically. And you'll see probably some announcements and collaborations with uh, some very large technology companies as well. Technology companies meaning what? Clothing companies or? Like tech companies. Tech companies. Wow. We spend more time with tech and chemical companies than we do apparel companies. Well, that's an intriguing comment. We've heard a lot about wearable tech. And uh, you must that must be something around what you're talking about. Yeah, you know, there's an old saying uh, that was back in 1991 that talks about, you know, innovation is really adopted, adapted when it becomes seamless integration into our lives. And today, up until today, you know, the wearable tech hasn't quite been seamlessly integrated. It's getting closer, you know, watches mm -hmm. and things. But, uh, you know, in the future, as that type of technology improves our lives with what we wear, how we communicate with doctors, maybe, or other pieces through just normal um, functions, everyday functions, and that technology is seamless and invisible, Mm -hmm. um, then it becomes readily, a, you know, embraceable, if you will. It's embraced. And you'll see us try to leave that area of, of seamless integration. That's cool. I think that's a good note to end on as well. Seamless integration being led from Pagosa Springs. So, uh, hey, before I forget, though, what does Vormi mean? <laughs> Vormi was, it was really created as a, a, an old mythological mountain creature that lived in various harsh environments, but had a happy life and enjoyed life. And so we think about our ski bums and people that chase powder <laughs> or river, you know, river flows, whatever. They live out of their truck or whatever, and they live in harsh environments, but they're the happiest, carefree individuals. And what and that's what Bormi is tries to represent. That's cool. All right, let's wrap on that. I'm your host, Dave Tabor, and today on Proco 360, you've been listening to my conversation with Dan and Dustin English, founders of Vormi. Guys, glad you could join me and uh, via Zoom, it worked out. It did, yeah. Thanks, Dave. Appreciate it. Thanks, Dave. Uh, yeah, come visit us at Vormi.com or uh, Pagosa Springs, Colorado, or Bozeman, Montana, or online. Yeah, I'm going to come see you in Pagosa. So, hey, listeners, glad you're here on Proco 360, where we say live, work, love Colorado, because you and I and my guests can be successful anywhere and choose Colorado. You make the show successful by subscribing to the Proco 360 podcast. And if you haven't yet, it's a huge help if you submit a review in your app. Thanks again to show sponsors via Technologies, Kinsley Meetings, and Colorado Biz Magazine. That's the show. Live, work, love Colorado. Colorado.